I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is a chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonte as we welcome you into a Wednesday edition of Orange Nation, game day edition of the show, Orange on the Road, taking on the Clemson Tigers tonight. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We will talk with the voice of the Clemson Tigers, Don Munson at 1215. The voice of the Orange, Matt Park, 115. We'll preview the game tonight, plus uh, Matt will tell us more about that watch party scheduled for next Friday. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. What a great event. Get to watch the national championship game with the national championship team. Yes. And there's a possibility that he could be there. Who's he? He could be there. Possibility? Yeah. Yeah. I would Strong assume, possibility. Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, yeah. Unless he that's gets the, picked. That, that's unless the he plan. Gets, well, right. right yes. Unless he gets picked up by an NBA that's team fair. in the next couple days. Well, the Knicks have a roster spot they're looking to fill. So I suppose that could happen. Yeah. But yes, happen the, anywhere. the plan is for him to be there. I wouldn't hate him on the Sixers. Is the plan is for, for yeah. him to be there. Yes. Uh, we'll we'll mix in your phone calls throughout. Uh, <laughs> like Kadari Richmond, we can't say <laughs> his name. I don't want to jinx it. And I am a walking jinx, right? You guys see how I gamble? Why, did you gamble on something last night? No, I oh, just okay. my whole just life gambling. Gotcha. Um, we may or may not have Jerry McNamara on the show today. Obviously, it's a game day. If if we can track him down, we will. If not, uh, we'll we'll track him down on the TV side of things tomorrow. We'll oh. give you his thoughts. Humble brag. Jim Beheim tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Will we, will we be talking about a win? Tomorrow with Jim Behan. I hope so. We're also going to play the match game today at 1230. I'll tell you what time we're doing it, because if you want to call in and play the match game with us, you don't win any prizes. You just get to be Mike number three on our show for a day, for a segment. And you get to play along with us and see if you can match us on our predictions for the Clemson-Syracuse game tonight. We had uh, we had Wayne in the truck last week, right? Yeah. he was He was right about the fewest number of minutes – uh, played by a starter, right? We both said we thought it was going to be 25 30. Uh, Chris Bell got, what, 11 minutes uh, in that game against Duke. So Wayne in the truck was was right. I forget exactly the number he said, but he was very close. We were not. No. The listeners are far smarter than us. That's a, that's a given on this show. You, you surprised by the line tonight? Yeah, a little bit. Jordan came in and was like, that means Syracuse is going to get squashed. Seems like it. Like according to if you if you read into that line, it, it's not looking good. Are we even talking anymore? Like this is a must win, or are we just resigned no. to the fact that they got to win the tournament? Get get your act together heading into the tournament, and then let's go for it. Yeah, as you said, um, if they don't, if they 
don't lose again until, let's say, you know, semis. ACC semis or the finals. Like, I don't know. Like, if they re- reel off six in a row or seven in a row, I don't know as if they have to win it. But, yes, they, for all intents and purposes, they have to win it because they're not I, – I, I would be very surprised if they, they reeled off these next four because these next two games that they've got, Clemson and Pittsburgh – and I know you said yesterday, you know, Pitt is definitely in. And again, I think as of right now, they are. Last night, they struggle with Georgia Tech. Like, if they lose that game, they start moving closer to the bubble. So, these games, this one tonight is enormous for Clemson. Clemson's not playing good basketball right now. We see what their net ranking is. Their net ranking has plummeted into the 80s. They've got three losses in quad four. Uh, they cannot afford a loss tonight to Syracuse. This is a home game. It's. I think they're probably looking at it as a get-right game. This this game means a lot to Clemson. Obviously means something to Syracuse as well, but it means a lot to Clemson. I, I can't imagine SU's running the table and winning four games to close out the regular season. Yeah. I you know So I, yes, to answer your question, the that was the long answer. The short answer is yes, I think they need to win the ACC tournament. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up, and it amazes me, and this is probably gonna ruffle some feathers, Steve, and you know I like to do that. Yes, you do. Uh Syracuse.com, another article. You know, last week it was attendance. This week it's first time in 50 years Syracuse may not make the postseason back-to-back years. And now I say it makes the arguments we have on this show weekly seem even more ridiculous to me. Like, yes, it's a bad thing, but... Once in 50 years, and we're sitting here talking about we've hit rock bottom. Like, give me a break. You know how many programs would kill to have 50 years of not having a back-to-back tournament bid? You tell me we got crucified for saying that it could get a lot worse. Right. It's hard to get better, guys. It really is. Like, I know a lot of people took that article as the, a bad thing. I looked at it as like, holy cow. Man, that's pretty good. Well, I think it makes you think about, all right, what's what's going on? You know, why, why is it yeah. happening? It hasn't happened in so long. What's, but it what's happens going? everywhere. Right. And right. It, and I, I stand by that, by the way, about it, it could get worse. It absolutely could get worse. Now, that's not to say, you know, well, let's look at reasons and ways to make it better. I, I Like, I totally get that. But for people to say this is rock bottom, that... that that is not true, yeah. right? Um, so before it gets to that point, what do you do? How do you get? How do you start moving in the right direction, opposed to slipping in the wrong direction? So that that, that is a that's worth talking about. But to say that this is rock bottom, um, I think that shows how spoiled you know. Yeah, the, Syracuse the fan has base had to go through a complete disaster, like most schools have to, even with the same coach, right? If you want it, like, I get why people don't like Jim Beheim. Like, doesn't come off good. Rips his players in the media. Grumpy. But if you guys are going on his track record 47 years, you're not going to win an argument. Yeah, it's pretty good um, to just be dealing with this now. Uh, the possibility of back-to-back years without yeah. uh, without an NCAA tournament appearance. No, but- no other coach would be... On the hot seat with his resume, right? Even a brand, like if you hired somebody in the first two years, 
they didn't make the tournament, you'd be all right. We'll get there next year. Well, I don't get where there's a yes. portion of the fan base that is so upset about the the basketball program. Well, people are upset because it's not used to what we're seeing. This isn't this isn't what they are used to seeing. I bet you it's happened to Kentucky, right? The back-to-back years without a tournament appearance. Yeah, they had some bad. They had some like the Gonzalez years and the. And and no one's saying you shouldn't be furious. It's just this weird thing. Like if Coach K did this, I don't think Duke fans would be ready for for him to go. Right, and the the other thing that drives me nuts is. Jim Beheim's 79, 78. He's not going to be here forever. He's going to be here one more year, maybe two. Yeah, 88. Uh, I'm just looking up Kentucky. You, you piqued my interest. So they didn't make it 89, 90, 91. Like every school goes through it. So, yeah, that was a, a three-year stretch for them. The last nine years haven't been that bad. Like Pat said, the last year, nine years, everything's fine. Like it hasn't been that bad. Where were they ranked at the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, you know, the I think the. Do you think we're weird? Do you think we're in the minority that we think this way? No, I think um, I understand why people are frustrated. And I, I think it's it's different, right? You know, we, we've discussed this. I mean, I'm, I turned 47 on Monday. You are 50. And this has not happened. Like, I, I was, you know, it's easy for me to know how many years Jim Beheim's been coaching. I know this is his 47th year because this is my 47th year of life. So in my lifetime, this has not happened. So, and we're, we're old, Paulie. Yeah. I, I get it. It's, it's different for people. We're not used to seeing this. I mean, it hasn't been fine, like top five basketball team, top ten basketball team, top twenty five basketball team. But it hasn't been, it hasn't been tear it all down bad. Well, of course not. No, but I, so, but that's what there's the most vocal there, fan right, base. I was going to say there is a there is a, a vocal part of the fan base that is saying that yes. And that's why, you know, we, we had this whole argument, and I, you know, you and I see eye to eye on this, but others don't, about the, you know, truly, you know, blow it up and start over. Like, that is not what you should be look, rooting for. Look, if if Jim Beheim should have been fired, it should have been when the last probation happened, like the last incident with the NCAA happened. He should have been asked to leave then. If you want to be mad about that, he got through... The, the 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 sanctions that he was responsible for, though, pretty damn good when you hold that again, you know. But that's the argument you need to make. Not, I don't think it's the his coaching. I think people are upset by the results. I think, and I think it, they should be right. People are used to, and and like all of us, we're we're all used to seeing this team in the NCAA tournament, and when it doesn't happen. One year, and then it doesn't happen the next year after that. I I get why people are frustrated. But you also got to look the, at the what this team you you may not be able to afford to lose this guy right now. 
Right. The the whole if the players want to play for him. The notion about clean house, I think, is what you and I both took exception yeah. with whenever that came up a week or two ago. Because to truly clean house, that means Coach Beheim's gone. That means the staff is gone. That means likely a lot of the players are gone, and you're you're starting from scratch. You're bringing in somebody new who brings in his assistants, and you're starting over with building the team. The, the cleaning house, I mean, we saw that with the women's program, right? And Felicia Leggett-Jack is, is no, no, doing a very nice job. That, yeah, it is an amazing job. I would yes. say that's not the norm. Right. That's the exception, not the rule. I mean, we went through it with, with programs that have, quote-unquote, cleaned house. It, it takes a little bit. Steve, I just learned something in our chat. What's that? We are being paid to say this. Pat in Syracuse is telling me I'm being paid to say this. If you're being paid, can I be paid? Extra? Are you getting paid extra? extra uh, yes, yes, Steve. Jump on the ba- the gravy train. We're being paid to say this. Woohoo! I had no idea. Set Pat. I, I had no Pat, idea. make sure the checks get to my house. Who knew? All right, we, we don't want to keep our first guest waiting. We can certainly circle back to this if people want to talk about it. 315-437-7644. But first, uh, we are going to hear from the voice of the Clemson Tigers. Don Munson will join us on the other side as we preview tonight's game between the Orange and the Tigers. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Orange Nation. Red Hot Chili Peppers, our artist of the day. Danny California with this one, Steve. I was wondering, like, can the Red Hot Chili Peppers fill the dome? And now that I looked at their music list, yeah, they probably can. I know all their music. It's a good choice today. Yeah. I always make good choices. I'm always right, Steve. I don't know if you know that about me. You've worked with me for three years now. I think my rightness is, you know, we were just goofing about how the polls are inaccurate. Uh, and Jim Beheim was inaccurate about how many people like him and how many people don't like him. I think my correctness is probably around 99.9%. <laughs> can we, uh, I know we put a lot of things on the button bar. Can I make a, a request? Can it, can we have the Dan Horde line about, you're wrong on this one? Is that one on there? Yeah. I've never been wrong before. You're wrong this time, Polly. Uh, Perfect. See, that's the one time I was wrong. Houston was far better than Syracuse (laughs) one when they met him in the Sweet 16. But the Sweet 16 didn't matter. That that one time because the whole year stunk. And how about all of our pick segments? You you owed me like five lunches last year. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think you're making. Why do you make things up? (laughs) All right, let's. Let's go to the phone lines. We're going to play match game here. We're going to bring out one of our listeners uh, who wants to play with us. You want to welcome in Matt? Yeah. So what we're going to do, Matt, is we're going to ask you questions with a blank in it. You say your answer, and Steve and I will tell you if we agree with you or we don't agree with you. Let me get the uh, little match game music fired up here. I love this jam. Matt, you there? I'm here, baby. All right. Don't call me baby. Where were you calling Steve? You can call Steve baby. <laughs> don't, All right, what don't do back we got, baby Paul? into the corner. What do we got? Uh, Matt. My, hold on. My Word document is not opening. There it is. He, he needs to find his script for it's how, who's going to lead the team in points. <laughs> it's the same question. It's starting off really well. Blank will lead the will lead SU in scoring. I'm glad. I'm glad you opened your document for that. Let's go, Joe. It's a match with me. 
I got Joe as well. I'm going Judah Mint, so you've got a match. We don't we don't have a ding 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 though. Believe what I just saw. There you go. Congratulations, that's one. You don't win a prize. Not even turtle wax. Chris Bell will score this many points. Blank, blank points. Not even reading the question. Six. I got him for three. Eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Wow. Benny Williams will play blank amount of minutes, Matt. Twelve. I was thinking eight, Steve. Benny Williams is going to play. I, I've, I've got. I'm sorry. I was looking up Chris Bell's stats to see how many times he hit 11 points this year. Uh, six times he's got 11 or more points, more than I thought. Uh, I'm going to go 15 minutes for Benny. I think we're all in the right ballpark, though. Joe Girard will score blank amount of points. 21. I am for 24. That's what I said, Steve. You and I match. You and I match. All right. Yes. I don't believe what that I That means Judah's going to score 27. <laughs> yeah, right. Always right. Polly thinks. Jesse Edwards will grab blank amount of rebounds tonight. I'm going to say 14. I like it. We're, we're all on the same page I was going to say 11. I, I got him for 12, but we're, we're all on okay. the same page with these. Double did that. All right, this is a fun one. Blank needs to happen for Syracuse to win. Jesse Edwards needs to bounce back and get rebounds over the smaller centers and forwards. That's good. That's a good answer. Um, I was going to go with along the lines of what Don Munson said when it comes down to shooting. I, I think I think Syracuse has to hope Clemson doesn't shoot well. Frankly, I mean we saw what, what Duke did to their zone, and we've you know Virginia Tech. We, there are plenty of examples when the opponent shoots well, Syracuse is in trouble. Um, I'll say if Clemson is less than thirty-five percent from three, Syracuse wins the game. I'm going to say this: Syracuse needs to score more than fifty-five points. <laughs> I'm going to say. Brilliant. Syracuse over seventy wins the game. Yeah, that, I, I like. I mean, I, I think all of these are. are you know, I, I'm with Matt on the bounce. I think Jesse's going to have a bounce back game. He's got it right. He can't play much worse than he did um, on Saturday. I think he has a bounce back game. And yeah, if Syracuse scores that many points, I'd like their chances. Matt, are you having fun? I'm having a blast. I hope you're not missing work for this. The final. No, I gotta get back. <laughs> the, final, the final score will be blank to blank. 73 Syracuse, 69 Clemson. Well, we're definitely not going to match on this because I think Clemson's going to win the game. Um, but I like the positivity, Matt. I'm going to go uh, I'll go 71-62 Clemson. I'm going to go 75-64 Syracuse. Really? Wow. Yeah. I like it. Wow. I like, I like it, it too. I hope you're both right. Matt, get back to work. Thanks for Thanks coming for on, man. All right, you as well. Appreciate you listening. Someone in the chat asked, "Is this the longer loop edition of this song?" Yes, it is. It's not. <laughs> it's it's extended not, cut. Yes, it's the twelve-inch remix. <laughs> yes, it's not a new version. It's just a looped version. Well, you said that the other day. You said I. I found the. I found the long version. Okay, Jordan's playing. Jordan's playing. This is a good one. More minutes tonight. Hema or Copeland? We know Copeland is the new hot topic in the Qs. That is a good question. Um, I'm going to go 
they're neither one of them are gonna play. They both equal out to zero. That's interesting. I was gonna say I, I don't think the answer is gonna be Copeland. Uh, I was gonna go Hema just by default. Jesse's gonna play forty the rest of the year unless it's an emergency. Foul trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you worry about foul trouble too tonight. Um, if it's a close game, Joe's playing four, Judah's playing four, Jesse's playing forty. You know, I low key like your answer. Uh, I was gonna say I'm gonna say Hema, but I like your answer. All right. Right. I like. There's no way those three are coming out of the game the rest of the year. I don't know if the games are winnable. I, I don't know about that. Um, if they're within striking distance. I still think you're going to see Samir here and there. For I mean, What did he play against Duke? Like eight minutes? Yeah, Duke was out of control, though. I, I, I go back to the NC State. What do you NC mean Duke was out of control? That game was over. I go back oh. to the NC State game. Well, well we, we saw Samir in the first half, though. I, uh, yeah, he, play, he played eight minutes against uh, Duke. I, I think... Samir's gonna get a little bit of time. No time forward. for anybody, but the top three. That's my take. If I was the coach, that's what I do. And, and, and I you get, say you say the rest of the way, but I think we we agree that they need to win the ACC tournament. And so, I, so you I'll don't buy, care. I'll buy that and agree. No, not that you don't care, but you don't want to run the guys into the ground if winning four games in a row. I, it, They're it's, not it, getting run into the ground. No, you, but you'll have off from Saturday till Wednesday after. Come on, they're they're kids. I'm just saying it's not like you know that. All right, if we win these four games, we're in the tournament. It I doesn't think, hurt. No, it doesn't hurt. I you've got to look at it. That I, way. I disagree with your take, though. I don't think they're going to play forty from here the rest of the way. If you want to tell me in Greensboro, those guys play forty, you know, every game until they lose, then I would I would buy that. I I don't think they're playing. Those three guys are playing 40. As long as there's a roadmap, Steve, you got to go. Got to go. Catches up with you at some point, though. If they, if those three guys played eight straight games of 40 minutes. Yeah, it's going to catch up with you. We saw we saw it happen in any in the Syracuse's run with Jerry. Jerry got hurt. Couldn't play. Right. I mean, Joe hasn't played 40 minutes since the Georgia Tech game, January 21st. It's time, bro. Uh, it's time to step up. Judah hasn't played 40 minutes since the Louisville game on January 3rd. I don't want anybody playing in those three positions Jesse, other than the starters. Jesse's come the closest. He he did play 40 against NC State, 39 against BC, 39 against Virginia. I, I don't think those three guys are going 40 for eight straight games. I mean, it's... We've seen players do it for a year. No, it's, but I don't think it's going to happen, though. You've got Samir who's going to come in and spell those guys, even if it's in the first half. Who cares? Did you, did you just hand wave Yes, him? I just Jim Beheimed you. Get the hell out of my office. I think you're wrong. On, I, <laughs> you're wrong this time, Paul. <laughs> it's, we'll find out. We'll find out find after out. the game. Were you wrong about Clemson being the best I don't team know. in the ACC? Oh, oh, you're, st you're still not sure. Okay. I won't know the best team until the end of the year. Okay. We, we know it's not Clemson. Frankie, uh, what's up? Frankie D in uh, in Syracuse. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, first time caller, so uh, really enjoy your program. Thank you, Frankie. And I thought I could just give a little perspective on what you're talking about basketball. And, Steve, I'd like to comment on how well you did with your 
interview with Dave Bing last week. Who oh, is thanks. a standout guy. He, he's just marvelous. You know, I heard him later on the talk show. He's so articulate and quite a guy. And I'm going to put this in perspective. So I grew up in Syracuse, moved many different places, but Syracuse fan, basketball fan forever. Matter of fact, Dave was being, you're talking about how the programs decline here and there. He was talking about when he came in, the team was 27 and 0. Right? They had lost 27 straight games under Mark Gooley, the coach then, before Dave Bing came here and Fred Lewis brought him here. And so I watched the 0 27 team. <laughs> I grew up in the shadows of Archibald Stadium. At that time, as a teenager, you could go into the basketball gym, where it is now, the Arc, and you could play basketball, pickup games. There was no security. There were two security people on the whole entire campus. So I played against Dave Bing, Jim Beheim, pickup games at SU, right? I've seen every great player throughout the year. I've enjoyed him immensely. And it's sort of like a lacrosse program. You know, every year we expect it to be great. Every year we expect it to be in the Final Four. And, you know, times just change. It's entertainment. The other day you were asking about why wouldn't you pay to go up there. I still walk up there a couple miles here and there. Not every game like I used to. And... I don't feel like paying $27 for two beers anymore when I can sit home on the couch and do whatever I want to do. And, you know, I love the game. I love the team. But you got to always put things in perspective, you know. It's fun. I mean, I grew up in a time where I ran around the, the track when Jim Brown was there and when Ernie Davis was there. So I've been a diehard Syracuse fan forever. And, you know, I, you love the team. We just don't get the same amount of talent, and it's spread out around the country. And it's and now with the portal and everything we have talked about with the naming of jer- you know jerseys and likeness, it's a different universe, guys. And I guess we should just enjoy what we can. And you know, it's sports, right? It's that might be the smartest thing a caller ever said. It's sports. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's great. We're all you know, we all love to win, but. Sometimes you just don't get what you want, you know. But over the years, it's been a good product, you know. It happens, you know. Yeah, it's it's funny, too, that, you know, I, I say this. Thank you for the call, Frankie. Yeah, thanks for checking in, Frank. I say this a lot, too. Like, I don't think people realize how hard it is to get a team into the top 25 and then stay there and then be in the final four every year. Like, because I was, I was doing it again last night. We got it. I know we got to take a break. But I was looking at... Everybody compares. If you went from 2010 to now and you took all the ACC teams and I asked their fan base if they'd rather have their resume or Syracuse's, I think it was between 10 and 11, I found they'd rather be Syracuse than their own program. Yeah, we, we've done this We've done this a few times. Miami's show, yeah. now on the borderline, but they haven't made a Final Four ever, 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 ever. I mean, you know, Florida State. A lot of people look at them. They're they, out. They've had a lot of. They were always on the edge. Right, where I was going to say they've always, they've had a lot of regular season success, but not the success in the tournament. Get out of here with that. Yeah. No, I mean, yes, you're right, and we've done that segment several times over the course of the last few years about comparing SU's resume over eight, ten, twelve years, whatever it is, to the other teams in the ACC. You're not wrong on that. I know I just said you were wrong on the other. You're not wrong on that. All right. Let's take a t- time out. All right. What do we got next? Uh, uh, we've got uh, sound check. P- perhaps a caller, 315-437-7644. We may have somebody on hold here. Uh, we'll hit a timeout, though. We'll wrap up hour number one. We've got Mac- Matt Park, 115. We've got Jerry McNamara, 130. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.
ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. It's 12.51, Steve. 36 degrees and cloudy outside. Time and temperature brought to you by... Remember you could call a phone number? What does that mean? It, it would tell you the time and temperature. Oh, yeah, right. Like, because we didn't have, like, there weren't always, like. I do remember that. Man, we're old. Time around. Yeah. Like, you couldn't just, like, look at your phone to find out what time and the temperature was. But you could call, and this lady would go, at the tone, the time will be 12.52 in 13 seconds. It's currently 72 degrees at the Money Tower. I thought you were bringing me back to my DJ days when you were trying to hit the post of the song. And No, I was just reminiscing to the old time and temp call. Gotcha. You remember you used to have to call 411 to get someone's phone number, too? And they'd be ask you, like... Remember when we used to have house phones? <laughs> right. You couldn't... You could just call... People are putting what the number is in the chat. And I feel like I need to call it. I wonder what it's up During to now. The break. Does it still work? You're going to call it right now? Yeah, you hold on. I'll t- hold on. Sorry, Scooter. You hold, please. One, three, one, five. Paulie desperately needs to know what the temperature is right if now. Someone, if someone answers. You're just going to hang up? Yeah. Uh, wrong number. I'll ask. Do you know what time it is? <laughs> What's the temperature? Uh, yeah. Who's right? The 484 or the 474? What do you think, Steve? Uh, I think it's eight. All right. Eight. All right. Oh. This is compelling radio. Does time and temperature still work? What do you think? Yes or no? Yes. You do think it works? How many calls does this person get a day? Of- how, how many rings? We're on the second ring. No, that's Jared's phone. Sorry. Jared answered. Jared Jared wanted me to leave him a message. What if he's listening to the show? <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. They're calling. What do, you look, what do you look so confused if about? If Jared's what listening, call him. He, he doesn't understand. Okay, so there was this thing called time and temperature. I just gave you the time. Google? Yeah. No, we used to have to call this lady. <laughs> there was a phone number you could call. Was there a lady just sitting there with like a with like a... Almanac or was it like automated? No, it was automated. It was automated. But yeah. there was there was some lady with a yellow pages that you could call what? and ask her what someone's phone number was or a company's phone number. I'm was. glad you never had that job. You'd just be like, look up, Dumbo. <laughs> if Jared's listening, call us. We'd love to know how many calls you get a day. <laughs> My guess is none. If we were playing match game, I would say none. All right, let's go to the phone line. Sorry to keep you waiting, Scooter, for that nonsense, but how are you today? Well, you used to have colors on the money building that tell you if it's going to rain or snow that day, too. depends on the colors on the top of the, the building. So that that was always interesting, too. Is that, is downtown. that a true story? Is that, is that, yeah. That's yeah. For, for real? All right. Inter- yeah, I, I forgot what colors meant. Different one stuff like that. Uh, first of all, uh, the music part, I, that, that, it, Steve, you probably like it more than Polly, but that... Uh, Robert Plant, Allison, I think her last name is Noss, bluegrass combination, uh, you know, rock and roll is on, uh, on demand on country music uh, TV to the 27th. It's, it's pretty good. And I actually like the rendition of rock and roll, the, the uh, this version and the Led Zeppelin version. It was, it was pretty good. 
So if you like country and, and like a little rock and roll, it's it was it was pretty interesting. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, what do you got for us? But anyway, anyway, here we go, guys. And Polly, get ready because we had this conversation about a year ago, and actually. I got I got more comments. I have people play back the interview that you and I had, and I, I think it's great radio, and we've got difference of opinion. But for Syracuse to get off the bubble, which you, which Polly you like, I keep thinking that that Seinfeld episode with George with that uh, Botox uh, uh, jacket kept wearing around and kept bouncing the thing they call him Bubble Boy. But if Syracuse is ever going to get off the bubble, and the ACC is now in a little bit of trouble. They gotta lose a little bit of this elitist attitude and go out and go out non-conference and start scheduling some games. I mean, the, the, the days the days of Syracuse hiding hiding in the carry dome for the month of December because we're gonna play a great uh, uh, conference uh, uh, schedule is out the window right now. If beating beating Duke and Carolina actually doesn't move the needle, then we're gonna have to go outside the conference. That's what. You know that's what teams like Gonzaga did to, to make to make it. I mean, look at their non-conference schedule. In fact, Gonzaga uh, was going to leave the conference if they didn't lose two two conference games to allow them to actually play more out of conference good good teams. And right now, how how the Mountain West is ahead head of the ACC and 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 basically in conference. Well, look what Boyd, you know, look what the Mountain West does. They go play everybody. And right now. I go back to the Baylor Syracuse eight nine game, where there's a lot of leaders that thought Baylor was the little step step brother and Syracuse was the the, the big the big guy and you know you know and I remember, I remember interviews the sort of people uh, the, talking to Baylor guys saying well how you know what does Baylor have to do to beat Syracuse and the guy goes well we're kind of wondering what Syracuse have to beat Baylor and look at they Baylor you know Baylor's jumped ahead of them basically. In a program right now, they got you know this one a championship, and you know they're always in the top five or six as far as seats go. But I'm telling you that right now, if, when Turkey started out with Jim Beheim, they went on the road. They played Louisville, and Louisville was good. They went up to the pit and played New Mexico. They played Purdue. When Purdue went to the Final Four, they even had home and homes with Kentucky. I mean, if, if Syracuse wants to get off this bubble, they're going to have to start scheduling teams that if they beat them on the road, it's going to mean something. Because right now, it doesn't appear that beating Clemson's in the Wake Forest and teams like that are going to move the needle. And if, if Carolina or Duke are going to be behind, the ACC better start looking and actually start, you know, maybe, maybe eliminate a couple teams off the conference uh, schedule and go play out of conference. You know, playing, playing teams is going to move the needle. Because right now, you know the you know the leaders attitude is going to kill Syracuse and, and the ACC if this if this trend uh, keeps up. Yeah, and and that's a good call, Scooter. I mean, you know, you you wonder if the if the way of thinking does have to change to some degree moving forward, Paulie, because he's right in that you know that was always the the model that you were going to get beaten up in conference play, whether it was the Big East or the ACC. You play a couple, you know, marquee opponents out of conference, generally at neutral sites. And then you know you your strength of schedule goes up when you get into conference play. You look at this year, and they you know they had a preseason tournament, yeah, it which just, wasn't good. It, well, right. So I was just going to say, Richmond is one in the one fifties right now in the net. St. John's is in the nineties, right around Syracuse in the net. And then their other big non-conference game, of course, was Illinois, and we know Illinois is good. And that was you know that was a made-for-TV event, the ACC Big Ten Challenge. They got squashed. But outside of that, it's it's hard to. You know, you go one and two in your in your big three games, plus you lose two others, Colgate yeah. and Bryant. Now you're in. We said this at the time; like they're in a lot of trouble with their non-conference schedule. I don't think schedule. their strength of schedule is what's hurting them this year. They 
It's their losses and their inability to win games. Right, but I, I like do. If this team had played Michigan State and someone else, they. But we talked about this that they they had a lack of opportunities to move the needle once they got into conference play, and that's because the conference isn't wowing people the way that it used to. I know. Do you think that's a permanent thing? Uh because it's hard to schedule. Think that's a permanent. No, thing. No, I, I understand, but it, it's it's a thing at the moment. Uh, I no, I don't think it's it's necessarily a permanent thing. We'll, we'll have to see. I mean, we we had Aaron Solomon on yesterday, and he said that conferences are going to be gone in a few years, and you know he firmly believes that uh, you know you're moving toward 32 or 36 or whatever. Uh, well, let me tell you this: major next, Division One college program next year won't be an issue. Why is that? Because they're in a tournament with Gonzaga, Kansas, Marquette, Purdue, Tennessee, and UCLA. So you'll have right. So you better take advantage of that preseason yeah. that preseason opportunity. I, I I understand Scooter's point is that you're putting all your eggs into that particular basket. The, Syracuse had found a kind of happy medium to playing the Buffaloes, playing the teams that weren't right. Great, the good mid majors. Yes, right? but weren't right. They're not world bad, beaters, yeah. but they were right. They were good enough that. It they were tournament teams or borderline tournament teams that didn't hurt your net yeah. or your RPI yeah. at the time, um, and sometimes those are hard to identify. And I think that the the more like it's going to be harder and harder to identify those teams in advance because of the portal, mm-hmm. right? And because of just all the fluctuation in major division one college basketball these days, that it's going to be hard to point to a team and say, you know what, they're going to be really good next year. Now they they've got it going at Colgate. You're going to play Colgate anyway. Um, you expect that that's going to be a tournament team, but you know we thought Bryant was going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, turned out they they weren't as good as we thought. So it, I think it's going to be more and more difficult to identify these these quality mid majors. You know Georgetown, which again we all get why they're playing them. Like is it Georgetown better, doesn't help your resume at all. Is it better to be North Carolina right now though? Yes, because if they go on a heater, they still got their net working for them because they played a very difficult schedule to start. You know, right, right. So yeah, I mean, I I do think that it may be time to to adjust the scheduling, um, because yeah, the the opportunities that you expected from the past just haven't been there, especially this year. You know, last year to some degree as well. Last but this year, year was in, they had a ferocious out of conference schedule right. last year. Well, I'm talking in conference though, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the there's no doubt that the ACC is. You know, the, the reputation anyway is is that the ACC is down, and once they got into conference play, it was very difficult for them to make up any ground. All right, we do have to take a timeout. We've got Matt Park at 115, Jerry McNamara 130, back after this on ESPN Radio.